Before we get into this episode, I would like to present some content warnings. Since we are talking about the Bayverse movies, there's going to be talk about racism, uh, sexism, depictions of sexualization of minors, uh, specifically underage girls. We didn't talk about every single instance of racism in the movies, uh, just a few parts that specifically stood out to us. So if there is a bit uh, that we missed, uh, we're sorry if we had meant if we had mentioned every single uh, iteration of racism in the movies, uh, this would not be just two hours. It would be a lot longer. Uh, there are some things that we missed, and for that we are sorry. But this is not going to be our only episode on Bayverse. Uh, sometime in the future, we will talk about it again. I will not keep you. Uh, enjoy the episode. So... Uh... We ready to uh, shit talk about Bay? Yeah, I'm yes. ready to talk about my beloved uh, Michael Bay. My beloved, my behestly, my betrayer. Welcome to It Was All Because of a Curly Straw. Uh, we have someone new here today. Yes, hello. I'm Messy. I go by many names, though, so you might hear me being addressed as KO or Simp. <laughs> Thanks. I'm new. I don't really know what else to say here. I'm probably the biggest Transformers Prime fan you will ever meet, despite the fact that I've never actually fully watched the show. So there's that. Anyway, I'm glad to be here. Yes, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. We are very glad to have you here today. Finally, after like three episodes <laughs> of me not being here. <laughs> is it three or four? No, this, this is, is episode four. Four, four okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's four. Okay. Episode four. Yeah. Yay. We've been doing like, this for four weeks. Actually, we've been wait, doing this five for weeks. Over a month. We've been doing this for over yeah. a month. Now. Hopefully, once, you know, May ends, things will get better and I can do more stuff here with y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, today we're talking about Babers. Yeah. How god awful it is. Absolute yeah. garbage, except that's expensive to garbage. <laughs> Garbage if you is are, if you are unfamiliar with the term Bayverse, Bayverse is the continuity of Transformers that was directed by Michael Bay, and he is the one who is credited for essentially reviving the popularity um, within Transformers into a new generation and everything. But today and we're also... going to be shitting on him. Yeah, <laughs> because we do not like terrible. him. Yeah, the movies are terrible. Um, the first one was semi-okay, in my opinion, but, like, the next four? God-awful. Yep. <laughs> Absolute trash. I have many thoughts. So how are we going to start this up? Do you want me to do a quick summary? Yeah, yeah if you want to. Okay, so we're first going to start off with the first Bayverse film, which is Transformers 2007. Transformers 2007 essentially knocks off this new continuity. With our main character, who is a human Samwit Wiki, Samwit Wiki tries to auction off his grandfather's glasses on eBay and ends up uh, triggering the events of the Decepticons and the Autobots to come to Earth because Samwit Wiki's grandfather's glasses actually contain the coordinates of the AllSpark, which our man Megatron has been searching for millennia, but he ended up getting frozen in the Arctic, and now he is um, a fucking Iceman, so he can't do shit right now. Anyway, um, the Autobots come to Earth, we get to see all of them and meet them, 
and they are essentially just trying to find the Allspark and destroy it before the Decepticons come and find it. Because if the Decepticons get the Allspark, then they have the power to essentially create new Transformers by just zapping Electronics with it and making it come to life and potentially destroying the planet uh, with said Electronics. And there you go. Or extremely hostile and aggressive for some reason. That okay. reminds me that there was a, a Blender Transformer. Y'all remember the one? Yes. I have a feeling, I know there was a cell phone one, and I know there was also, I think, a, there was a cell phone one. That happens um, in Revenge of the Fallen, though, because the AllSpark shard is what triggers um, the those Transformers to come to life, because it burns through the ceiling, or the floor, of uh, Sam Witwicky's bedroom, and oh, yeah, it does. lands in the keep, kitchen, I, oh, and then yeah. causes everything to go, start going nuts. So that's yeah, where the remember, Blender like, Transformer comes in. I think in the first one it was like, what, like a vending machine in someone's yes. Xbox? Yeah, it was a vending machine. That's just that transform. But yeah. That has to be the world's worst, like, alt mode, if you think about it. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of terrible alt modes out there, in my opinion, that could exist, theoretically, because they're Transformers, they could probably do anything, but, like, having to turn into, like, a vending machine probably sucks. It also means you have you're to just stop like, yourself. You're just like there. You're stuck in one place, and also people kick you when you don't when you don't give them what they want. Also, you have to like restock yourself because if you don't, because like it's probably gets very hot and like a, like a Cybertronian's body. Because like think about it, like they're giant robots. But like you also have to make sure that the food in you doesn't spoil, which probably is kind of tedious. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. um. Bumblebee pisses on someone in the first film. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's like Optimus uh, says, Bumblebee, stop lubricating on the man. Which don't. Is that... So bad. No. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. That actually comes to my first complaint. I'm tired of all these. I, I hate all like the unsanitary jokes, especially when they're used with the robots who are freaking robots and don't have such processes in them. Like, stop. No, I don't like it. This feels childish. I know that people are like, Transformers is primarily for kids, but like at the same time, there's a very big adult audience and some of us are very uncomfortable with these kind of things. God, that hurt to watch when I saw it. Ah! When will, when will we all, when will like people that make media come to the realization that toilet humor isn't funny? Toilet humor is like the bottom of the barrel no, it's not even the bottom of the barrel. It's like buried under the barrel. It's a rotting corpse. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's even less funny in this scenario. In that, and I, I felt like that scene in general would have just been funny if they just like what? What do they do? Like strip them? They strip them down to their underwear. I'm pretty sure. That like they stripped they Simmons left... down to his underwear. It, yeah, it was if they because just left it as that. Mm -hmm. like, I mean the that whole. Would be very uh... funny. The whole point of that scene was because Simmons insulted um, Michaela's father, who was currently uh, in jail and soon set to be out on parole or some shit like that, and he threatened um, her by keeping her father in jail, and so she got pissed about that, and then of course the Autobots came and saved them, or kept them from being detained, and so... Yeah, Michaela was like, haha, I have the upper hand now, I'm going to make you strip and humiliate yourself because you're an asshole. I mean, he is an asshole. Like, Simmons is, like, a creepy asshole. Like, totally. A hundred percent. Yeah, oh, God. I hate- I hate creepy characters. Like, 
Um, I did mention this in the server like a little uh, like a little bit ago uh, about like the whole training bra thing. I don't remember exactly how the scene went, but he's like, oh yeah, what about your training bra or something like that? And it's really creepy. Like um, Megan Fox was 21 when they filmed this movie, but the character is supposed to be a teenager at least like I think 17. Uh, yeah, seventeen. They might yeah. be eighteen, depending on how when they were born. Because like, if what, they have us like what a senior in high school, I'm pretty sure. So like, I think, it's uh, still canonically, they're seventeen though. It's still yeah, it's still creepy. Like it's she's still in high school. Like every time, like in general, for me, every time Simmons opens his mouth, it's just uh, uh it's awful. Like just so bad. And the time that he strips and he's wearing a cup and they're like, and they show his ass. Like, I don't remember that scene, but I probably, that's probably because like I stopped paying attention at a certain point. That it's one, ingrained in that my was mind. In, uh, that was in Revenge of the Fallen. That was when they were about to that go into the Smithsonian. And uh, Simmons was like, oh, I wear these when I'm like in a funk. He's like, it's a baseball thing. And I was like, okay, whatever. This is a scene. Um, this is yeah. a scene. Yeah, he like just rips his pants off, and then Leo's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> like, what? What is happening? It's just. Hey, man, why are you taking your pants off? That's a really weird thing to do. Yeah, exactly. It's just. <laughs> but, yeah. Every time Simmons does something stupid, it's just, it's just, it's just. I just, I just want to bonk him. You know, I wish I could find the character and just go, that's all I want to do. <laughs> bonk him. Just bonk him repeatedly. But yeah. Um, I love, I love the sound effects. <laughs> Thank you. I worked very hard on my soundboard. It's full of nothing but memes. I think, like, for my thoughts for t uh, Transformer 2007, we definitely did, like, get a cool introduction at least to the Autobots and like their landing scene because that was super cool. Um but I think like throughout the entire fucking time I was just like this is so fucking heteronormative and militaristic bullshit. So I was just like this Yeah, kind of sucks. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the Autobots were already on Earth by the time of the movie. No, so no. essentially uh, Bumblebee, Bumblebee is the one that was, was already on Earth. Yeah, Bumblebee was, yeah, was on Earth already. Movie. Like he lands on. Like I'm sorry. I'm like trying to like remember the movie. Okay, so I I genuinely would not refer to the Bumblebee movie as any type of prequel in regards to continuity because Bumblebee was on Earth during World War II. Like he was on Earth like long beforehand, um, and that's revealed in the Last Night. Um, but yeah, continuity wise, it doesn't make any fucking sense. So. Bumblebee is its own continuity and its own it's um, the reboot. One too. Yeah, it's the yeah. superior one. Yeah, so. uh, like um, I, I did read that it was technically supposed to be like a prequel, uh, even though they flubbed the uh, the continuity of like uh, like the timeline. Um, but after it did so well, um, the higher ups decided, oh hey, uh, we're just gonna do like a whole reboot. Because the yeah, Bumblebee honestly, movie did so good, well. Good, 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 good. Because yeah. honestly, I don't blame them for also not remembering anything that was made, that was said in like the last night. Because I looked it up and apparently like when they screened the movie to like a selective audience. I don't know what the process is called. Like the audience was just bored. 
Like, they looked, like, physically <laughs> bored. Like, they were, like, getting on their phones and, like, doing other stuff on, like, the last night screen. So, like, nobody remembers anything from the last night. Nobody would, because it's boring. Yeah. So, um, I can move on to the... Do we want to move on to the second film, or do we want to keep talking about uh, 2007 a little bit more? I think I have more gripes with the second film. Like, the 2007 one is actually kind of decent a little okay. bit. Like, you ignore a lot of stuff. It's just, like, a fun film. But, like, everything afterwards is just gripe. All right. Well, I can go ahead. I and do. do I do want. Then. I do want to say. I do want to say that um, Megan Fox. I like her. Um, I don't know anything about her, but I still do like her because, like, I'm a lesbian and I think she's really cute. Um, the way that she's portrayed in the movie, as well as um, both of the movies that she's in, um, I don't like it. I do not care for it. Uh, she's yeah. supposed to be like a young. She's a, not a young teenager. She's supposed to be 17, and uh, like. It's really creepy. Uh, like the scene where she's like fixing uh, Bumblebee's engine. She's like, oh, look at my yeah. stomach. And I'm yeah, like leaning sucks. over. Uh, like there's no way that a person like trying to fix a um, an engine would would like do that. Like it's like her chest is out. Like she's like stomach and like, ooh, ooh boobies. Um, ah. And like it's... I do not like it. And Sam's like, oh my god, my hormones! I don't like it. Yeah, no, it sucks. There's ways you can introduce the potential of a, like, a, a, like a female character that also is, like, a mechanic and able to actually tinker with things and shit like that, but that is not how you do it. That's not how you do it. Yeah, exactly. Also, if she was actually fixing an engine, she'd probably be grumbling a bit more, because, like, from what I understand, engines are very hard to fix. And you're going to screw something up. <laughs> yeah, they, um, uh, also something that, like, pisses me off uh, about, like, her character is, like, her boyfriend, uh, like, they're at the party, and, um, uh, she's like, oh, can I drive your car? And then the boyfriend is like, <laughs> no, 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 sweetheart, you're a girl, you can't drive this, this machine. Uh, and that, it's like, uh, oh, girl power because she actually can she knows so much about cars and and that coming from like michael bay uh it's 2007 I, too yeah like, i it makes me so like uh not irrationally angry but like very very angry yeah upset mm -hmm. like I, yeah i get it's 2007 and frankly like we but we still are pretty far into like feminism and stuff from what i understand and like all that like girl power has been i feel like, like there were there were no women in the writing room when this movie was written there were absolutely no women in the writing room when this movie was made i could probably go find the hold on i'm going to look up the writers yeah i'm looking and all of these are men <laughs> i'm not even kidding why is shia like a little a feminism moment and then like no it feels gross coming from this movie well, so why is shia labeouf listed as a writer <laughs> he probably what? added to the script or some shit like that he i'm is, not gonna um, be surprised probably. Oh, sorry, my throat is fucked. But yeah, like yeah. that scene like pissed me off because like, ooh, little feminism moments because she does know about cars. It like I said, it feels gross coming from this movie written by like these dudes. By literally yeah. an all male writer group cast, whatever the fuck they're called. It's I don't writers know. room. Writers room, yeah. Like God, fucking at least try a little bit. Like this feels like not even like something they even put really put like the effort into. Like. Honestly, well, no, God. these films were definitely catch grab films, so having good writing is not exactly expected. 
these yeah. these like films had like a really high ROI, especially internationally with how well it did. So the main thing was just to get a good ROI and like profit back from it. This is me with my film major brain. <laughs> God, thank God you're here because I know absolutely nothing about films. Like I can't yeah, even. As someone who things. wants to go into the industry, like this is something that I've definitely looked at a lot, especially through the Babers films, because I like They're movies. An example of what and, not to do. <laughs> yeah. And like I want to make Transformers films, and I'm just like looking at this as something like I should not do this stuff in it. Also, oh man, that reminds me. Um, you're, you're like a film major, so you probably know. Somebody pointed out that, like, all a lot of the action shots in, like, all the Babers movies are really shit. Like, shitty. Yeah, they're really like, bad. Yeah. It looks like you're just looking at fucking tinfoil being crumpled and you just don't know what the hell is going on. I mean, on. not even that, but, like, things are, like, doing wide shots when it wouldn't really be as effective to do a wide shot. <laughs> One of those wide panning shots. I don't know what the fuck they're yeah. called. Like I said, I'm not a film major. <laughs> I think another thing is that probably lack of animators to actually get, like, the proper, like, impact in regards to that. Because if you're looking at it from an yeah. animation standpoint, you would definitely have, like, a better... um grasp on how to do action especially with yeah they did feel a bit robots. floaty i guess like they didn't they didn't look like whenever they fought it didn't feel like it was two robots fighting honestly i'm going to be a, yeah it felt yeah just, the... a, just a wee bit floaty just a wee bit floaty the action with the robots just looks uh just looks very messy uh because the character designs aren't very Went good together. Uh, the oh, character yeah, designs are fucking garbage. I hate Babers' okay, character so designs. Bad. They are so bad. Like, okay, I kind of, I used to like them. I kind of do like them a little bit because, like, they are kind of unique and I like, like, the detail that's, like, put into it and all that. But, like, on the other hand, like, A, they all blend together. I cannot legitimately tell some characters apart sometimes. Yeah. And B, apparently they changed with every film and I never noticed. <laughs> I yeah, think another uh, thing is like lack of colorful color schemes. Like they definitely yeah, want. Bumblebee, yeah, Bumblebee is the most colorful out of all of them. Yeah, and that's yeah the color. only yeah the like I think like the two characters that are like the most recognizable from these movies are Optimus and Bumblebee, and like even so, they're not very good designs. I um, mean, Starscream's kind of recognizable because he was just a gray Dorito. <laughs> Okay, I legit didn't know that that was Starscream when I first saw the movie. Oh, he just looked. He's just, he, like Bumblebee's color. Not Bumblebee. Sorry, Starscream's colors are red, Great. white, and blue. Um, those are his colors. Uh, yes. in most of the iterations, except for Transformers Animated, where he is purple. Um, or magenta. I he's think like it's magenta. He's, he's magenta. Kind of like purple tinged, like freaking red color of i don't know what the hell they yeah. call it. it's a, I mean, he's like whenever a, he's like a magenta, purple I think pink bright color pink yeah, yeah i mean there's also magenta, like i think bright effing pink <laughs> there's also like um transformers prime starscream where he ended up being gray. that comes after these movies that started yeah that was after the that, like transformers they, prime is based off of um favors Bavers. yeah. uh, the design in transformers prime for starscream is actually like I really like Good. it. Like they make him yeah. like they they give him like the stilettos. I love that so much. I love that. Um, he looks he it, like yeah, he's a skinny little twink, but it looks kind of like Starscream. He, they even give yeah, him, like, like he does give me the Starscream vibe, but the designs in the movies are very good because like if you're someone who has like a surface level knowledge of Transformers, you are not going to be able to tell these characters apart because um, several characters in uh, the movies 
are just gray. They're not colorful. They're just gray. They are like just gray. Jazz. Jazz is it's all gray. gray. Starscream, all gray. Megatron, all gray. Uh, like most of the Decepticons that appear are all gray because they're military. Um, because they're military. Uh, like um, vehicles. They're military vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to like give them their um their cartoon colors without like uh pissing off the military because these movies worked with the with the U.S. military. Uh, and that's another gripe that I have with these movies. Oh, God, yeah. It's awful. Like, every time you want to do anything involving the U.S. military, you have to get the actual U.S. military involved, which means they can twist the movie to their, to make them seem good, when they're actual and actual reality, not that good. Yeah, uh, this is an anti-U.S. military podcast, first and foremost. <laughs> I'm kidding, but, we, but I am very much uh, against, like, military in general. I don't even like my country's military. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's one thing is probably most of the funding in regards to like Transformers movies was funded by military. Yeah, because they used a lot of like military stuff. Um, yeah. Before we uh, before we go on, uh, let's move on to the second movie summary. Okay, so we are now on Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, which was released in two thousand nine. This is uh the aftermath of the Transformers two thousand seven. Um, Sam Witwicky now is going to university but he only goes to university for literally two days because he gets pricked by an the allspark shard uh context is that in the 2007 film the allspark was destroyed by shoving it into megatron's uh spark and he died so yeah the decepticons are after set um one of the allspark shards which happens to be locked up in one of the uh navy's most uh highly uh security detailed base but the decepticons still managed to get in there because ravage can puke mini bots what and ravage i also didn't remember that weird. um anyway uh they get that they take the shard they revive megatron meanwhile sam ha also has an all spark shard that was caught in his jacket and when he uh accidentally picks it up and pricks it with himself he gets imbued with the knowledge of the all spark which happens to be like the culture and everything of cybertron because i guess that the cube was uh like a big gigantic usb drive and now it got transferred into sam but uh anyway he goes to college the other allspark shard that was stolen by the decepticons is used to revive megatron because it has enough energy to uh bring a transformer back to life so megatron is back and now he is about to uh go and try and find the uh the Sun Destroyer mechanism that the old <laughs> 13 Primes used to use, which is, uh, it's called Revenge of the Fallen, because the Fallen is the main villain in this, who is essentially Megatron's, I guess, like, mentor or some shit like that. He, like, goes to him and is like, oh, what do we do now? And the Fallen's like, um, yeah, we're gonna destroy the Sun <laughs> with this, uh, with this mechanism, <laughs> by the way, that we have to find. So anyway... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Megatron goes out to find Sam, because Sam knows where the location is, and where it might be, and, uh, in the, when Optimus goes to try and save him, uh, but unfortunately, Optimus dies in this movie, so he gets stabbed through the chest by Megatron, and, yeah, now Sam and his friends Leo and Michaela are fugitives now, <laughs> And so now they have to go and try and find the 
the matrix of leadership, which is essentially what the shit, uh, what activates the the sun destroyer, as well as what could possibly bring Optimus back to life. And the only reason that Sam knows about this is because of the all spark shard. And that's essentially what the location uh, Megatron was looking for was the matrix of leadership to use and activate the sun destroyer. Anyway, they all go to Egypt. Uh, they find the sun destroyer. And uh, Sam finds the Matrix of Leadership within this tomb of primes because what happened was that the the t other 12 primes essentially sacrificed themselves to uh, hide away this weapon forever and also hide away the Matrix forever uh, from the Fallen. Yeah, it didn't work out too well. Anyway, they ha he has the Matrix now. It's a fucking sock full of dust because uh, it hasn't activated like whatsoever and he's like, why is this not working? He, uh, there's like a fight out, shootout in Egypt, and Sam, uh, dies. Sam dies. Um, but then is brought back Never to life ends. by the, by the 12 primes yeah. and, uh, activates the matrix of leadership and brings Optimus back to life, where, uh, we have the classic Optimus Prime voice line, give me your face, where that he rips off, oh um, the fallen's face and then he wins. And then he wins. Give me your face. And then he's just like, Trish. That yeah. was traumatizing to watch, and I was like, I wasn't even a kid when I saw that. I was like, God, freaking. I was either nine or ten when that movie came out. I was, I still wasn't into Transformers then, uh, but I got into Transformers like, like a year or two after this movie came out, and like seeing that, I was like, No, Optimus, why'd you do that? Yeah, um, yeah. I have a lot of gripes with this movie. Mostly because it's literally the movie that was literally because I had to I stopped watching Babers at this point because I was just like I fucking hate this. This is god awful. Like this is when I went. This is garbage. Especially considering the fact that I thought at the time that like I think it was like at the time when I watched these like Bumblebee was the canon was still like a canonical prequel. So I watched Bumblebee first, and that's if that's any indication of my thoughts of things. I thought it would be as high of a standard. God, I was wrong. God, I. But I have so many issues with this movie. I don't even know where to begin. Let's start with the fact that skids and mud flaps are just... Oh, it's so fucking racist. Oh, yeah, oh god, racist I have so many gripes with skids and mud flap. Like, uh, I, I, they have I'm black like... sense, and yes. they can't read. Like, not... okay, yeah, where, I, was I... The, where was the thought process here? Where, like, who, was there no, like, black person in the room to say, like, hey, this is a little fucked up. Either that, or like I'm thinking, either there were no black people in the room, or the black person was like, "Okay, this is like a room full of white people, and I'm too afraid to say anything," which is completely valid. Yeah, I think the reasoning that they wanted to do, like the the like Transformers being illiterate too, was like because like you need a prime or like some old dude to read this shit because like. I guess the newer Autobots who are younger uh, haven't had the like opportunity to get education because all they've been in is in a war, which makes sense. But I think like they could have showed that uh, through different characters and in a different way. So yeah, yeah. like but I understand like the the reasoning. Uh, like oh, these Transformers, these Cybertronians can't read because it's uh, there's like. Uh, a war. I don't know how long the war in the Bayverse movie it's, has gone on. Isn't it still uh, like four million years? <laughs> no. Okay. So the Bayverse uh, film timeline, it's like uh, 
essentially only like thousands of years. So they are the okay, youngest. That's... Okay. Yeah, they're like canonic they're canonically the youngest Cybertronians of like all of the continuities. And I find that that's so funny. Too. No, yeah, I think the smallest are the generation one bots. Yeah, good point. I think they are the smallest. But then again, their sizes kind of change depending on the scene because that entire just but G1 was on crack. G1 is just <laughs> G1, G1 is just 80s cheese, and I love it. G1, G G1 was written as an overglorified toy commercials by people who were probably literally smoking crack while they wrote the episodes. It's the 80s. It wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, um, my first thing, my first complaint is the racism. Um, the misogyny continues, I think, in this film as well. But I frankly don't care to remember a lot of things from this film. Um. <laughs> That yeah, one no scene, that one scene that made me so uncomfortable. I'm underneath. Uh, uh, yes. I'm underneath the, the enemy giant scrotum. enemy scrotum. I'm underneath the enemy scrotum. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. God, that's like uh, I used to. I used to send the gif of that uh, to my friends that are not into Transformers, and like. <laughs> It was like a whole thing trying to explain to them, like, yeah, um, Michael Bay thought it would be funny to give this Transformers balls. Oh, that was that made me so uncomfortable. Like, literally, I got, literally, he said, I'm underneath the en enemy scrotum, and my entire brain and attention span just... <laughs> <laughs> Good night! I'm done! Just... Ugh! Yep, and that was said by our Mr... Mr. Simmons, Simmons, which doesn't surprise me, honestly. Mr. Simmons himself. Yeah. I mean, he is the comedic relief in this. I want to talk about um, the treatment of Leo in this film also, because, like... I did not pay much, much attention to Leo. So, I paid attention to him because I thought he was a good potential character if he wasn't so obnoxiously straight because all he ever talks about is girls. He's like, oh, all that shit like that. And I was just like... Okay, you are a character that is into aliens and conspiracies and stuff like that, and you literally run a website that fucking posts evidence of Transformers before it gets taken down by the government and shit like that, and you're passionate about that, and you're a tech guy. But then you get thrown into this shit, and you're, like, the most obnoxious character, and also, like, like, <laughs> you had so much potential, man. Like... If you're Frankly, gonna introduce like a Latin a Latino character, like don't do that shit. Frankly, I I will say that if I was also suddenly thrown into a massive alien war, I'd probably also be kinda like freaking out because Yeah, like, no, I mean he with his reactions are honestly super realistic because I'm like, yeah, you should be freaking out because you're getting like, at the same to, like, time, like you've been posting about this. You probably had theories about this. You know like the aliens existed. It's you like I, I yeah, I'm trying to formulate words, and I'm bad at them. Yeah. I feel like he would have had a more... Like, I feel like his reaction would have been more... Um, I would have been excited. Have been more, yeah, more excited. Like, um, like Miko from uh, Transformers Oh, yeah, Prime. like Miko. Yeah, like Miko. He, he, yeah, he, he, it should have been, been more like, Miko. like Miko's. Because Miko was like, I am yeah. in Botswana here now, and, like, I am very excited. Like, <laughs> this is cool. Do not take me away from this. I feel like that should have been his reaction. 
But also, like, the way he was introduced to the Transformers was that Alice was openly attacking Sam and blowing up the library. And also, they got taken in the car, lifted up into the sky, and then just dropped suddenly. And then a fucking saw comes in and, and saws the car in half. So I don't think, like, I get the excitement part, which I would have wanted, but also the circumstances of him being introduced was actually, like very life-threatening wasn't, Al- wasn't alice in the third movie though no alice no, was in the second so alice is the pretend the pretender i don't know what the fuck they're called she, she was called oh. yeah she was the human decepticon um that oh, tried okay, to okay, seduce okay. Sam. Decepticon masquerading as a human yeah um and she tried to seduce sam um to get information and shit like that and then like, same as that weak-willed and horny. <laughs> and then um, Michaela walks in and she's like, oh. And then Sam's like, oh, fuck. And chases after her. But then Alice transforms into a Decepticon and then chaos ensues. Yeah. Okay, now um, I remember. Uh, this entire movie just, uh, yeah, Leo, Leo wasn't, Leo was handled both okay and also horribly at the same time. It's like the... It's like the trope, not exactly Latin lover, because Latin lover is more like a smooth talking Latino character that's like, hello, ladies, do you want a rose? Like, that's the the trope. Uh, It's more of like the pathetic Latino character that's obsessed with girls. Um, uh, (laughs) It's not like it doesn't have like a name. Uh, but I have noticed it in, like, a few uh, places. Okay, so it's one of those um, things where it's not common enough to be a trope, but it's, like, Yeah, it's not common enough to be a trope, like you said, but I have noticed it in places where, like, this character is a person of color, and they're kind of pathetic, and they're obsessed with girls, and uh, it's it's not, it's like, ugh, I hate it so much. He had yeah, I... a lot of potential, uh, like I bar- I barely remember him too. Like he didn't have like much to do in the movie besides freaking out. He was also comic. Uh, he was also comic relief alongside Simmons, essentially. Mm, yeah, that's also like a trope, like the comic relief Latino character, which I hate so much. Yeah, because like there's one scene when they're uh, infiltrating the Smithsonian where he tases himself. Okay. That's impressive, almost. Like, it's it's kind of hard to do that. Like, you just point, like, how to prevent yourself from being tased. Make sure that the right end of the taser is pointed away from you. Like, God, I'm sorry. Like, infuriates me. Like, anyone would literally know how to use a taser except for maybe a literal child. But yeah, so there's that. <laughs> um, there is more misogyny in this film, I'm pretty sure. I actually legitimately feel sorry for anyone that has to, any woman that has to work for Michael Bay now because literally every woman in his film was freaking sexualized. Like, look at Alice, like, and what the hell she was wearing. Like, I literally looked at it and I was like, I like, words, words, words. Um, but like, just look at like what Alice is wearing. Like, damn. Especially after she attacks, like, it's just like, I'm sorry. The misogyny of this film is incredible and I cannot put like, it into words. Obviously, I mean mm-hmm. incredible in like a bad way. Like there's too there's so much of it. Is this the movie uh where Frenzy is in there? Uh I don't remember. Yes. No. Okay. Frenzy was in uh one. 
Frenzy was in uh, 2007 because Frenzy was um, in the room uh, in the Sector, the Sector 7 base, which is in the Hoover Dam. And Frenzy was tasked with, um, I don't really know what exactly. He was just trying to kill the humans that were in the room. Oh, yeah, they were trying to contact um, yeah, they're trying to call for air help. support. Yeah, they were trying to contact air support. So Frenzy was trying to stop them and shit like that. I don't remember which movie it is, but there's a movie where one of Soundwave's cassettes um, is in a plane. and um... That's the first one. Okay, because yeah. Because um... that's where uh, the what Frenzy does in that is that he hacks um, the government de- database to get uh, information about um, Sam's grandfather's glasses. Okay. Why does yeah. the government uh, know about that? Oh, because it was originally a Sector 7 thing, because uh, Sector 7 is the one that grabbed the AllSpark and also has Megatron on ice, so they know about everything about that. Oh, I was like, no, why do they know about the fucking glasses? Oh, the glasses were posted on eBay. So... Oh, I was, like, I was kind of confused, like, why is that in a government database of all things? Yeah, I bring that up because I didn't remember if it was in the first or second movie. Uh, But like you said, it's in the first movie. Um, I bring it up because uh, the scene where they're in the plane, it's Air Force One. uh, And uh, the president, uh, like, we're we're assuming, like, it's the president. And he's like, his feet up and he's like, can you get me some ding-dongs, darling? And um, it's like... Pretty even much. The, side, was, uh, even the side female characters are. Uh, I think because I think it was like Clinton era, right? I think that yeah, was supposed yeah. to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be until like the, literally the year after until because I remember. Yeah, I think. And then there's after. Obama. <laughs> and then there's Obama. Thank God. Yeah. The homestuck president. Wait, what? <laughs> he was president uh, during the entire time homestuck was a thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, I read Homestuck. That's that's shameful of me to not know that. There's like post about it on Tumblr. Like someone <laughs> says, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, Obama, the Homestuck president," and someone posts like a timeline. Um, Homestuck started in 2009. Uh, Obama became president in 2008, and then Homestuck ended in 2016. And Obama um, stopped being president uh, in his, 2016. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then we got Trump. Fuck. Oh god. Trump. Can you imagine if like uh the movies had had to put Trump in them? Uh, I think they wouldn't have uh, even gotten that far. That's awful. Anyway. But yes, it is a horrible nightmare to think about. Thank God they didn't. I would have died. <laughs> Alright. Shall we move on to the third Hold film? On. I have other Yes. Uh... Alright. After now... this point I don't know anything, so I apologize if I can just All not right say as much fast forward to 2011 we are now in dark of the moon that transformers wait, dark wait, of the wait, moon wait i i need to ask something first yes um what's up was jet fire in the second or third movie he was second. in the second so he okay. was, he was in the Smithsonian. Like, I was like, yeah he was jet old fire. he was an that old grandpa not, that is not my boy jet fire that is an old man <laughs> Need a funny voice. Anyway, he sacrifices himself and dies at the end because he uh, gives his parts over to Optimus so he gains the ability to fly for just a little bit and then cannot fly after that. 
He shrugs off the corpse of Jetfire, and that is so disrespectful. That is your friend, Optimus. I'm pretty sure Jetfire was a freaking Decepticon too in yeah, that so, movie. Yeah, Jetfire I mean, was yes, an ex-Decepticon. Yeah, he's an ex-Decepticon. I remember because uh, they went to uh, like uh, like a museum with old uh, military vehicles, yeah. yep, and that's they're the like, okay, yeah, okay, that's the Smithsonian. Uh, they go there, and then they're like, okay, this vehicle is the, is um, a Cybertronian. And they're like, guys, guys, wait, don't revive him. He's a Decepticon, because he still has, like, the Decepticon insignia. Yep. And then he's away, and then he wakes up, and he's like, oh, do not worry, little children. I'm an ex-Decepticon. Something like that. I'm pretty sure he cusses out Megatron at some point, too, but I don't remember that. He's very funny. Yes. He may not be Jetfire, but I like him. He's funny. It's clear that it's clear that Michael Bay knows nothing about Transformers when he made these when he tried to make these movies. Starscream's X. <laughs> That's Skyfire, I'm pretty sure. No, Jetfire and Skyfire no. are the same person. Yeah, it's because oh. of like oh, the licensing yeah, right, thing right, that right, they changed right, the yeah, name. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I... <laughs> Fake fan. <laughs> I keep forgetting because, like, the fandom was just like, is it Jetfire or Skyfire? Like, God, I don't remember. I just call him Skyfire at this point because yeah, I like same. that better. Yeah, Skyfire yeah, I, I do call him Skyfire, um, but in the movies, he is called Jetfire, so. Yeah. I like to think Skyfire is a different person that exists in that universe. Skyfire Hopefully. is the younger, younger, younger brother. Or some shit like that. He's the younger the uh, brother, and he's a shuttle, and he's like, "Oh, Starscream, my beloved." <laughs> too bad yeah. Starscream dies. Too, too bad spoilers. Starscream dies in this movie. Does. Which absolutely angered some of my friends because they were just <laughs> beyond angry about that. Yeah. Bury your gaze trope. Bury your gaze trope. Is he even? Gay I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, I have a legitimate complaint about people, like, okay, recently I've seen people just saying any, any like, I've seen people going, like, if they're a character, if they're, if, if the character is LGBT and they got, and they die, that's burying the gay show, but just, like, no, I think for burying your gays, it specifically has to be this character is introduced with this, with the explicit purpose of being the gay character, and then they are killed off almost immediately, that or their spouse. Yeah, I, I know that, I'm just making a joke. Like, no, that's, like, a, that's a legitimate complaint I have, and I just had to get it off my chest. Yeah, I get it. But anyway, continue on. Okay, uh, I guess we could start with 2011. So now we are at the Dark of the Moon phase, which is uh, Shia LaBeouf's last Transformers film, because uh, he said that he was only going to do three, and then he was not going to do any more. Even Steven good, Spielberg good. was like, you should have just stopped at three. Anyway, this is uh, the last of the the trio, I guess, of Shia LaBeouf. Anyway, we uh, are with um, Silent Wiki. He has graduated from university. He has got. He was. He's received a medal of honor from Obama himself, and uh, <laughs> he is now with his girlfriend Carly, who is a lot more uh, well off than him. He is struggling to find a job, and he misses being with the Autobots because he's now trying to be a normal guy, which is honestly so funny because at the beginning of the film, he really is just like. I want to be a normal guy, and then at the end of the film, he's like, nah, I want to help the Autobots out and shit like that. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Anyway, he gets a job as a mailman, and uh, he 
works in like a an office company and starts carting off mail for everyone. And meanwhile, for Dark of the Moon purposes, uh, there's a lot of shit that's going down in regards to Space Bridges, the Ark, Sentinel Prime, uh, Megatron, who is now like exiled in fucking like Africa or some shit. And oh yeah, he's desert. He's desert. Her. He's desert Tron now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I forgot to say that Starscream. Uh, lays eggs in Revenge of the Fallen, and this is kind oh, yeah, of like that. brought back up again kind of... in Dark of the Moon. Oh my god, Manning. I forgot about that. Yeah, the I thought that was kind they of have babies. Yeah, they have like, and they're like pieces, and they literally are like, what are they? Are they kind of like crazy? Like, 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 like no, these they're kids not are like crazy. kind of like, not crazy. No, the kids but like, are just kind of... uh, they're dying because there's no Energon yeah, uh, to feed oh, them. Oh yeah, that, like, but I remember some of you like. You left me alone with all of these children. I'm, I'm not a megastar shipper anymore. Um, but like, it's so funny to think like these are our children, and you left me alone with no Energon. You are a um, you're what's called deadbeat dead father. Yeah, you're a deadbeat dad. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so, it's just so funny to me. Anyway, um, 2011, we go to the dark of the moon. There's some shit that's going on. Uh, what we start off, sorry, I forgot about this, but um, Optimus and his squadron are in Russia, and they are in Chernobyl area because they're Why? investigating. They are investigating a uh piece of Cybertronian technology that is within Chernobyl, and the reason they know about it is because one of the guys who is uh, part of like the Chernobyl, like, um, not the foundation, but like the board, uh, w contacted them. And this was because he was manipulated by Laserbeak, and Laserbeak also kills the dude, like, after when his job is done. <laughs> anyway, uh, Optimus savage. and Shockwave, uh, fight. This is where Shockwave is introduced, and this is where Shockwave's gigantic worm is also introduced because that gigantic worm fucks shit up at Chernobyl. And uh, Optimus is also, uh, he has a piece of the Ark now, which the Ark was a very, very important ship to the Autobots a long time ago. Anyway, he gets back to the U.S. and he's super duper pissed at the United States because they kept this um, hidden from him because they apparently knew, Sector 7 apparently knew, but then Mearing, who is the new, uh, I guess, head of Sector 7, is like, yeah, we didn't know about this either. We only learned about it until now. And then we have our cameo of Buzz Aldrin who comes in and meets Optimus Prime. And he's like, and Optimus is no longer mad. He's like, like, oh, the other is mine, shit like that. Anyway, um, Buzz Aldrin talks about his moon landing and the experience of what happened and what he saw on there. And we see that... Uh, Transformers have been on the moon before, and the Ark is that is where the Ark is, but we don't know that the Ark is there technically yet. Anyway, uh, it's That's a race why it's against dark time. Of the moon. Finally, yeah. I figured it out. Finally, yeah. I get to know it's on the dark side of the moon. Um, so we That's the name of a Pink Floyd album. <laughs> um, so <laughs> someone tries to kill Sam at his office, Laserbeak tries to kill Sam at his office, so he's dragged into this shit again. And so he's trying to find out the conspiracy as to why, like, this shit is happening. And it turns out it's the moon landings. And he has to go back to Simmons. This um, is, like, tinfoil hat stuff. <laughs> yeah, so he has to go to Simmons. And Simmons has all these files from Sector 7 because Sector 7 got shut down. And he was really pissed about it. Oh, I know. That was in Revenge of the Fallen about the files. He's still probably pissed about it, honestly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, he, got, he has to go to Simmons again. Oh, yeah. Simmons actually is rich now because he wrote a book 
on his experience in Egypt. Um, so he goes to Simmons, he's like, I need your help with moon landing conspiracy type shit. And so they go and like figure they go to Russian cosmonauts and the Russians uh revealed that uh they weren't the first to land on the moon, but they were the first to send a drone or like some pilot or some shit like to take pictures and so they figure yeah. out that there is hmm? nothing i'm just like i'm like did that actually happen like historically and then i'm just like nope it's probably just babers uh <laughs> i can't remember um anyway they took photos and there's like a ton of like space bridge components that they realized that there's like hundreds of them and sentinel prime is like brought back because of some moon landing shit that was earlier and optimus is like oh you're back sentinel and then sentinel it's like we need to get all the the space bridge components, and that happens. But um, the Decepticons try and come in and take the space bridge components because turns out Sentinel Prime is a backstabber and is uh, has sided with the Decepticons. Anyway, uh, yeah, so a bunch of bad shit goes down in Chicago. Chicago essentially just becomes like the place where everything is going to be destroyed because the plan is that they want to bring Cybertron using the space bridge over into the atmosphere of Earth, which makes no fucking sense uh, physics-wise. Because they want to strip Earth of all its resources and use it to bring back Cybertron. Yeah. Anyway, um, Optimus kills Megatron and Sentinel Prime. Again. And, uh, yeah. Not before Sentinel Prime kills Ironhide. Yeah, Sentinel Prime kills Ironhide. Oh, yeah, Ironhide. that happened. Wheeljack also gets iced, but his name is Q in these films. Oh, God, I hate that. I, I do not like awesome. how Wheeljack looks in these movies. He Doesn't he have a awful. beard? He looks like he a looks weird... He looks, his head, he looks has, like, like Einstein. Yeah, he looks like Einstein. The person who has a beard is Hound, and Hound isn't oh, okay. introduced in AOE. Okay, well then I've never seen a picture of Wheeljack or Q. Like, God, Michael Bay, you suck. He How is dare you ugly as hell. He's got, like, piano teeth and shit like that. It's bad. Oh, God, I think, I know, I think I've seen a picture of him, actually. Never mind. I don't want to remember this man. Yeah, it's not good. Anyway. And, no, actually, Q was, um, he was another character. Um, from really? What I, remember... I heard, like, everyone said that's Wheeljack. Yeah. Like, here, hold on. TFWiki.net, Wheeljack, also known as Q. Oh, okay. No, but there was, like, another character that was smaller um, that looked like him. That's Brains. Oh, okay. So that's Brains and Wheelie. Okay, Brains oh, and Wheelie. Yeah. Okay, now I remember. Yeah, he looks really bad. I, I hate this oh, design. God. This is, like, one of the worst designs I've ever seen. Thank God I'm for looking, Bumblebee I'm movie. looking at the wiki. I'm I'm looking Me's. at the wiki and it's so bad. Me seeing Bayverse Wheeljack. Bruh. <laughs> God, he looks so bad. Why did they give him hair? Like why did they give Transformers the... hair in general? Like God, like the robots, they don't need it. Wait, Steve Bloom the... voiced Wheeljack in the Bumblebee film. Good. <laughs> at least I love Steve Blum. I'm sorry. Is it Blum or Bloom? I think it's Blum. I'm, I think it's Blum. I'm of the yeah. opinion that um, Transformers shouldn't have hair. Like, Same. really. Like, Absolutely not. Like, it's funny if you give them facial hair that's like, that looks like metal, but like, 
we like wheeljack here it looks like weird hair. blue hair like little strands of hair that doesn't make sense it looks so weird it's gross <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm of the same opinion um i think minimus thing for p for transformers like say like minimus ambus and like the comics like yeah that's great because on like it's just like it's just like a little metal beard like you know it's just it's just a little metal mustache but like you give them like wire hair or whatever you're just yo what no they're not supposed to have that like they're not like they're not they're not organic they don't have hair they're not supposed to have hair and why would you give them hair that's awful it's atrocious yeah like um if like for transformers prime there's the character soulless prime and like if you go to the wiki you can see her and she has wire hair because she's the only she's like the only female uh like prime and like it pisses me off why did they give her hair it's oh it's so stupid yeah yeah alpha Alpha tryon also has like a weird metal beard and he also shows up in the show as like a flashback or a ghost or something alpha tryon state is kind of left up for grabs like is he dead i don't know (laughs) anyway yeah i think um also going back to uh dark of the moon there was of course, the awful sexualization of Carly and also, like, her role in the film and also the creepy-ass boss that Sam had that um, eventually led to Carly being kidnapped because the boss was actually secretly been working for the Decepticons and he, his company uh, was the person who was, was responsible for making sure that NASA didn't go to the moon again in regards to funds and everything. And that's why they weren't able to find out about the arc until so until you know 2011 of that year. Um, so that was creepy. I did not like him. I was really glad that he got iced. Uh, Bumblebee, I think, was the one who just fucking killed him <laughs> after like doing some awful shit during Chicago. And uh, yeah, I think he was about to kill Sam, and so Bumblebee was like, "That's not. I'm not having that." Nope, anyway. not today. That is my emotional support human. You're not allowed to kill him. The, uh, like, the main problem, though, is that, like, Sam always refers to Bumblebee as, like, not his friend, though, but instead of his car. And I'm just like, you need to, like, acknowledge his personhood. He's not yeah. an object. He's alive. Yeah. He's a like, person. He is your friend. He is not your car, man. That is a friend. That. that is not just your ride. Yeah. Another thing is, like, um, he he like hasn't been up he hasn't been hanging out with bumblebee too much even during this time because bumblebee was like out doing missions and stuff and he was busy and so it was like only until like he got you know almost killed by laserbeak was he like going to um the i think it was in washington the like autobot base that was like in the city and like demanding to be let in because he's like i need protection and i need help because i almost got killed by laserbeak bro so that's where he and Bumblebee get to be besties again, I guess, after that. Yeah, anyway, just, oh, I don't know. I have a feeling I'm word. Uh, I keep forgetting that Sam was actually played by Shia LaBeouf. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I keep forgetting <laughs> that. Like, it, it doesn't look like Shia LaBeouf. Like, the Shia, like, when I think Shia LaBeouf, I think of the Just Do It guy, because I'm pretty sure that Shia LaBeouf... <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah that's that who it is, Shia LaBeouf. That is Shia LaBeouf. Okay, I'm just double yeah. checking. And like the um the dude that shows up at the very like Shia LaBeouf. You ever seen the YouTube video that's just Shia LaBeouf, but it's like a musical like thing. Yes. It's very it's kind of funny. Oh, uh, cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Like he shows up at the end and starts clapping, and like that's like the Shia LaBeouf. He's like Sam clap, does clap, not look clap, like Shia clap. LaBeouf. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Sam. Yeah, Asperger I think it's because young. yeah, Sam like. Shia LaBeouf looks very young uh, in these movies, and that's because he was young. Uh, like, I only know Shia LaBeouf from the Disney show, I think it was called Even Stevens in, in English. Yeah. I th- oh, yeah, that is, that is, a, that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I've never seen the show, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's called Even Stevens in English because I, I would watch it in Spanish when I, uh, before I moved to the United States. No. But yeah, um, it's just it it ah. But yeah, it's just people continue. Moon are continuously sexualized. Characters don't look like how they're supposed to. I don't even know what the hell Ironhide looks like. Uh, they kill off Starscream, sir. That's my emotional support war criminal. <laughs> how dare you? Also, uh, I do want to like say. Um, the reason why, like, the in-universe reason why Michaela wasn't in the third movie, because I didn't know this until recently, and I think a lot of people don't know this if they're just, like, if they only have, like, surface-level knowledge. Um, apparently, Sam cheated on Michaela, uh, with Carly, um, because... Wait, no, no, that's not, that's not true, that's not true, so... Wait, Really? No, yeah, I, think, so, I think that's what I think that's what that's what they wanted to happen, and like Megan Fox was like, "No, I'm done." So they mentioned dialogue-wise within Dark of the Moon is that um, Michaela dumped him, and so after he was dumped, he got he went to the White House to get his Medal of Honor, and then that's where he met Carly, and that's oh, yeah. how Wasn't they got Carly together. Carly in the first movie too. Carly was not in the first movie; she was only in the third. Okay, she I'm was, remembering a yeah. different lady then. So Carly um, was in the White House, and then you know they got together, stuff like that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that they days, met. So. Um, like there is, uh, like a reasoning in like there are some tie-in comics uh, to the movies. I have not read them. Um, Neither have I. <laughs> I haven't read them, and uh, like there is like a reasoning in the comics. Uh, I just, uh, uh, like, the reason that I just listed uh, right now, uh, I tried to Google it because I didn't have uh, the time to, like, actually, like, read the comics in that moment because we were starting uh, to record in, like, maybe an hour, and I didn't know which comic it was. Um, so I just kind of quickly Googled why uh, was Mi- why was Michaela not in the third movie, and that's one of the reasons that I got. Um, I did know that Michaela broke it off with him uh but i don't know the actual reason why yeah i think it was just because like megan they fox just... kind of got tired well that and the pro- uh, probably michaela was just like not you know she grew out of it and she was like i'm not into you that like that anymore some shit like that that's what i think i think they like broke up amicably but sam is still bitter about it because that's how um Brandon really talks about uh when it comes to that because Sam doesn't say anything about it. It's just more like Brains and Wheelie being like, uh, why she dump us and stuff like that because Brains and Wheelie also were living with Sam. So, <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, 
like originally the third movie was supposed to have Megan Fox. Like Carly's character was originally supposed to be Michaela, uh, but uh, the actual real world reason was because Megan Fox fell out with Michael Bay. Uh, Did and... Michael Bay also ruin her career? Like I know, like she really struggled to get like work for a while. It probably um, did. I think so. I think yeah. Um, like the thing was that Michaela called uh, Michael Bay uh, a quote unquote Hitler. Um, uh, like a Hitler on set, uh, and uh, during she called him uh, that during an interview. Like, yeah, he's like a uh, he's like uh, like a dictator on set, and he was like, Ugh, blah blah blah. Um, and Michael Bay was like, I don't like that. I'm firing you. Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the entire situation. If someone does know and you want to tell us, you can tell us on the Twitter or the Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna which we're gonna plug probably yeah we're gonna plug at the end we will plug at the end <laughs> but yeah so that was dark of the moon um do we want to move i'm gonna try to breeze through tlk and aoe i guess since we've yeah already apparently those ones aren't that fucking good either yeah no i do know Kay yeager shows up in these and Kay yeager is apparently even not as still not a good protagonist for any of these yeah films. so he fucking sucks <laughs> He does kind of suck. And um, his, his daughter, like, okay, the, okay. Before we get into the summary, I will say, okay, I do not like uh, that the daughter was dating someone who was a lot older than her. Okay, we can continue with the summary because I have a lot to say. Oh, no, that's completely understandable. I completely understand why you would hate yeah, such a thing. All right, so Transformers: Age of Extinction, 2014. We are now in the era of where. The aftermath of Chicago and the fallout of it has caused tensions between the U.S. and the Autobots to rise to the point where they are now being hunted down by a secret military organization called Cemetery Wind. Cemetery Wind is actually in cahoots with Lockdown, who is trying to hunt down Optimus Prime for reasons of quintessence and shit like that. So now we're getting introduced to the quintessence, which which we haven't really seen in a while, to be honest. Um, unless, until they were reintroduced in Cyberverse and shit like that. But, anyway, uh, any, uh, Ratchet dies. Like, literally, no! I think that's, like, the first scene that happens is that Ratchet dies, uh, Lockdown that is introduced, me up. and that we are me up. introduced to Cade Yeager, who is a Texas mechanic dude who finds Optimus Prime in an abandoned, uh, theater because he is hiding, and he was shot by lockdown a while ago uh, when they were trying to hunt him down and everything. And so he finds Optimus and then he starts repairing him and he finds out that he's a Transformer. Uh, He doesn't know that he's Optimus uh, until yet. Until like they find like a fucking Cybertronian missile weapon that shoots around in the house and somehow miraculously does not go off and blow shit up. Somehow. Uh, So they're freaking out about that but Cade's like oh I'm about to be evicted from my property. My daughter uh, needs to go to college and shit like that and I don't have the money and I'm like this inventor dude that works in the barn all the time so he's like maybe I could use this transformer to uh, take him apart and figure out his technology and get super rich off of it not a good idea so but he has like an intern who is played by oh my god what is the fuck is his name why do you have an in oh well, the intern's probably unpaid yeah the intern's basically <laughs> unpaid um I can't remember uh, his there- name I think, like, I think they were, like, friends. 
Um, but he was like still working as an intern. Uh, he was played by that dude that's also in Deadpool. Yeah, he he's the he's the friend in Deadpool. He's played by the friend no, in Deadpool. That, that, that really narrows it down, huh? He's the one. Who, he's he's the one who calls him like a an avocado or some shit like that. I've never seen Deadpool. Okay, I really You've want never, to. Never, okay. I want You've to, never I seen really Deadpool. No, I wouldn't have been allowed. I think that I think Deadpool's only eighteen plus, and when it came out, I was not eighteen. It's rated like, R. Oh yeah, T.J. Miller. That's his name. Lucas. T.J. Miller. Okay. Yeah. So T.J. Miller, he gets iced eventually. Um, because... Yeah. Like there's um there's like this beam, uh cyber cyber former cyber formification. I don't know. <laughs> I'm making up words. Like it's a cyber form um beam, and then the, like it passes over him while like the the team is like the group is like running away, uh, and then he gets like. He gets cyberformed, and then like they see his corpse, and it's like frozen in like the uh, in like the pose of like running, and it's like ooh. Well, it's, it's, like... it's not cyberform. He just shoots like a, a a fire thing, like it burns everything in the area. So he just immediately gets fucking. Yeah. Okay. Thing. The reason why I wouldn't have been allowed in Deadpool is because it's R, and yeah. that means I wouldn't have been allowed to see it without a parent, and none of my parents wanted to go see it. Uh-huh. Okay, so, so and the yeah. reason why Cemetery Wind is working alongside Lockdown is because they're trying to get this thing called the seed. Because in the past, the seed is what was used to essentially terraform and cyberform organic material into Transformium. I, I think is what it's called. I thought called. they had another device that did that. Wasn't this a plot point in the second film? No, that was the that was the Sun Destroyer. No, they used the Sun Destroyer thing to, like, power Cybertron or something. No, no, they used it to destroy suns and to harvest Energon. It's essentially our Energon Harvester was the, what, um... That seems the kind of inefficient, had. okay? But this one is essentially to get Transformium or Syn... I like to say, um, what is the fuck is it? Syn- is it Synthetic Metallico or something like that? Synthetica, anyway, or no, Sentio Metallico. Sentio Metallico is what they wanted. And the reasoning for that is because the people who is funding Cemetery Wind is a technology company, which is oh, called sorry. oh, what the fuck are they? Microsoft. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't remember the. Microsoft learns about robots. Microsoft's finance like branch. Oh, KSI. There we go. <laughs> KSI. Um is the one who is trying to harvest essentially dead transformers and make their own transformers that the military could use. It's mech. It's mech. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's basically, basically mech. mech. Yeah, it's vapor's mech. So they take the transformium and they want the seed. That's why they are willing to trade oh, it for yes. Optimus Prime and shit like that. Anyway, uh, they find Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime is Kills fucked him. up. He is like super duper mad and shit like that. And then he finally uh, he uh, what the fuck is it? He reunites with the, the remaining Autobots, which only are Bumblebee, Hound, Crosshairs, and Racist Drift. <laughs> oh no, um, I forgot Drift shows up in these films! Yeah, no! No! No, 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 They just make him a racist, like, like, oh god. They, oh my god. It makes me so angry because they gave a robot yellow face. Oh mm-hmm. my god. 
Michael Bay continues to reach new heights of racism somehow involving robots. Yeah, it's rough. Hey, just it. seeing Drift and it's just... What the hell is even that? <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, it's... Oh, God. Should I pull out the holy shit one that sounds like Optimus Prime that has a reverb on it? Because that's honestly what it's like watching these movies and realizing how racist they are. It's just... It's I'm just... Holy like at, like at least they didn't do the thing like with skids and mudflap where it's a white person doing a, a racist accent um i think he's i think uh drift is actually voiced by a uh, japanese yeah, he's, man he's voiced by ken watanabe okay yeah yeah ken watanabe. Okay. but he's like one of the more like most well-known japanese actors out there so i think michael bay just was more like just get the you know the one the one dude i know and then just have him you just get the japanese guy in here yeah just get the japanese guy in here <laughs> which is yeah weird. just like uh drift is japanese right yeah let's make his face yellow and, and like voice him by like a well-known japanese actor let's uh, oh, also God, make him hurts. look like a samurai and also be like try to be that stereotypical like person who speaks in haikus and shit like that Oh god, anyway. it's, oh man. Drift isn't like I have, that. No, absolutely not. I have not. so many gripes with this. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid, like, um... How does he like, even get to this point, practically? Like, at what point do, like, the writers go, yeah, this is kind of racist, we can't include this? Like, do, did none of them say anything? Like, at some point, like, I'm pretty sure the, the writing team kind of stayed the same between us, like, at some point did they not notice, like, oh yeah, this is kind of racist? Like, at some point, someone would have had to have said something. This is why I also just have gripes with the producers, because the producers didn't even, like, call out this shit, too, and I'm just like, Steven Spielberg, Lorenzo Di Bonaventura, both of y'all are useless as fuck. Like, I feel like someone at why? some point did say something, but they were just, like, dismissed. Yeah, like, probably. Like I said with the other movies, like I said with the other movie, like, with, uh, like, the second movie with Skits and Mudflap, uh, it was either, uh, there was no person of color, uh, in the writing team, or there was, and they were just ignored. Or they didn't say anything at all because they were scared. Honestly, considering how the first movie had completely a completely white writing team, a ma an all-male, all-white writing team, wouldn't surprise me if the second movie also had that. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of stupid. I, I don't like it. Um, which is why I like Bumblebee more, because, uh, like, they wrote, um, what was his name? Memo? Momo, Memo? I think? Memo. Oh, yeah, Memo. 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 Um, I, I think Memo was uh, supposed to be Afro-Latino because Memo is uh, a nickname uh, in Spanish for, um, I don't know what name, because it's all Guillermo. the Memos are... Huh? It's Guillermo. Guillermo, okay. Uh, it's a nickname uh, for uh, a Spanish name, and I'm like, I had canon him as uh, Afro-Latino, and I'm like, he he... He's cool. I like him. Yeah, I think uh, his like, last name is Gutierrez or something like that. Okay, he... yeah, he is Afro-Latino, and yeah. I like that. I think Memo is a really good character. I think, like, he's not, like, comedic relief as a lot of, you know, yeah. and, like, he helps, he tries to help, and, like, yeah, Bumblebee he's an actual. also did the subversion of him and Charlie not hooking up, like, you kind of expected it, and it's just like, nah, we're just friends. 
Like yeah, and also like, they like didn't that. sexualize Charlie. They didn't sexualize yeah, Charlie. I love that. Charlie was so relatable. I love Charlie. I think she. I think she's yeah, like in the next one. I I really um, I really connected with Charlie because I also lost my mom at a young age, um, and I had a lot of trauma because of that. And watching that movie, like when I saw that, I was like, I I like I was crying. That movie made me cry. The movie, I will say something about the Bumblebee movie. I thought that her dad was originally, like, secretly part of, like, the team that tried to, like, get Bumblebee at the beginning of the movie or something like that, because her dad looked a lot similar to John Cena's character. <laughs> to me, I confused them. So I thought that the dad was secretly alive and he was just, like, working for the government because the government was like, nope, you you pretended you're, you, you're not, you're dead to these people. You're dead to the public. Because that's a that's up. men in black type shit yeah literally that that's was, i was like i really like bumblebee but that idea is actually pretty cool yeah me with my men in black au <laughs> not joking but like, like when, anyway. is, when is there gonna be a men in black transformers crossover honestly though for never. real i want that that, that would so be bad. so cool that would be cool, but that. that's really cool. never gonna happen we have to we we would have to do it ourselves and no. I would write the screenplay for that. I'm not. I'm not an actor. I'm not a writer. I'm not. I'm barely even an artist. I can barely draw half the time. So nope. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not participating in that project. Yeah. Anyway, AOE kind of sucked. Um, there was also that like stupid Romeo and Juliet law with the daughter and her boyfriend, and I was like, this is so unnecessary. We don't need this. It's so creepy that he had it in his wallet. Yeah. Had what? She, in his he had it. The yes, law like a about, card. Yeah, he had ahead. a card of like the of the law that it technically allowed him to date an underage girl. Ew! Like he had it laminated, ready to take out of his wallet. Yeah, I think Michael Bay How was like, "Haha, he? he's funny," and she was like, Oh, she's like what? 17, 18? Okay. Like, yeah. She's if he was like I 19, think... I'd be more like, eh, about it, but he's 20 and yuck. No, he's 24. Isn't he supposed oh. to be 24? Oh, Bro. that's even worse. <laughs> Hold on. Age of extinction. His name is Shane. How old is he? TF Wiki just like fucking dunking on him is so funny though. TF Wiki is amazing. I love TF Wiki. The entire, like for instance, the entire all the pictures in Riptide's article are lines from the song "Riptide" by Vance Joy, and I love that song. I don't know how it goes. I just know the tune. The hell is his age? He is twenty, and she is seventeen. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I th I I don't know why like remembered him being twenty four. Um, like probably because he. I don't have the best. I don't have the Maybe. best memory, so. Oh, I get that mood. The image, it says, It doesn't do you any favors if you have to spend a whole scene explaining how your relationship with an underage girl is totally legal. Yeah. And like, yeah. Me at Michael Bay once again. Stop putting, stop doing creepy shit, Michael Bay. I'm gonna bonk you. I'm gonna bonk you. Except this time it's like, not gonna be a bonk. It's gonna be the sound of a gun cock, which I do have on the soundboard. Me at Michael <laughs> Bay when he does this. <laughs> I love your soundboard. Thank you. I have FBI open up, but we're gonna hold off on that one. <laughs> it's like right. he he wants to like 
Uh, I, I think that like, this character is supposed to, like, play off of, like, uh, people calling Michael Bay a creep uh, because of the yeah, way that he portrays underage girls. And he's like, ha-ha, it's not illegal. Like, look at this law. It's like, I don't like it. Like, jail, mister. Jail. Technically, it's not legal, really. It might be legal in some, like, literally with that type of thing, it's legal by what state you're in. Yeah, they're so in Texas. So it might be legal in one state, so. but it's illegal in another. <laughs> yeah, like, it has it, no control over that. Like, this is a little bit off topic, but, like, the people that always have, like, on hand the age of consent, like, the age of consent image, like, for every state, that's sus. That's very, very sus. If someone ever does, word of advice to, uh, to our listeners, if someone ever has that on them, I want you to run in the opposite direction, because that usually indicates very bad things. Yeah, um, if you're having, a, like, a conversation with someone, and then, and, like, it veers to that kind of topic, and they just, like, um, do not hesitate to show you this image, yeah, that is not a person you want to associate with. Yeah, that's definitely not someone you want to be around. Anyway, where were we? Uh, just AoE is stupid. In general. Anyway, they yeah. eventually go to um Hong Kong at some point because Why? that's where the so the KSI um what happens plot wise is that Optimus gets pissed when he finds out that they're melting down his Autobot friends. Like they Cade infiltrates it because KSI has ruined essentially their lives and he wants to like get back at them. And then he yeah, finds an image. There's a scene of Ratchet's helm being melted, and then he's like. What the fuck are they doing? Those are Autobots. And then, you know, Optimus gets so pissed off that he end up, ends up going on a rampage in the KSI headquarters and just that's, like, threatens to kill the to He threatens to kill the CEO, but then the CEO taunts him and is like, yeah, show show everyone what who you truly are. And I'm like, okay, Optimus, I feel like is in the in the right here though, because like you're, you're killing, killing his, you're slaughtering down his friends. Yeah. So I understand like why time, he gets a pissed. Rampage... Isn't a very well, optimistic thing to do. In my so opinion. his rampage is just more like he doesn't hurt anyone in oh, the thing. Okay. Yeah. So okay, he just you said rampage. They, I assume blood, guts, and gore everywhere. No, he uh he just like goes in and essentially like fucks shit up and starts kicking over and destroys like their stuff. But he doesn't hurt anyone and okay, like so Hound. It's not a rampage. Yeah. So Hound is like trying hard. Is like you should let me shoot him and kill him. And then Optimus is like, no, nah, we we're going. We're gonna leave. And then they're like contemplating, like, yeah, I don't think we shouldn't trust humans anymore and shit like that. And then, um, so KSI was had Megatron's helm uh, intact as well. So Megatron essentially took over the entire like program. This is and, GFA. <laughs> and it took over and started controlling all the Transformers that KSI created. So, uh, the CEO was like, oh shit, I fucked up, et cetera, et cetera. Is... A bunch of like has... bad shit goes down. That is animated vibes. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna a bunch of bad vibes. shit goes down in um, Hong Kong. And then Optimus gets captured by... He gets captured by Lockdown. Um, Optimus is stuck in, like, this Knights of Cybertron-type ship that Lockdown commandeered. And the Dinobots are there. So we finally get introduced to the Dinobots. Robot and then, dinosaurs. Hell yeah. Yeah. They land in Hong Kong. Uh, Optimus threatens the Dinobots to help him. <laughs> he's like yeah he's like you will save my family or die or something like that and i'm just like okay sir you gotta chill out chill. um 
please. I understand stress, but chill. Even yeah. I'm as prime and TFA, and not TFA, TFB yeah. had more chill than you. And yes. everyone he knows and loves, loves is dead. Yeah, much. so Optimus um, kills Lockdown, and he also kills the dude who runs Cemetery Wind because he was threatening Cade. And Optimus was like, I don't fucking, like, he, 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 he won't kill humans, but he will definitely kill him in cold blood because he's a piece of shit. So I was like, okay. Well, he's I mean, dead technically, now. he can justify it as he's threatening an ally. Yeah. He was literally about to kill Cade. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah. yeah. Of another person, so. Yeah, so. Cade's a shitty person, but I still have to protect him because he's my ally. Yeah, so he does that. That happens. The fight is over. Everything's done. Optimus Prime fucks off to go see what why he was going to be taken to uh, Quintessa. And so he just goes out in space and leaves for like five years or some shit like that. Or three. But he leaves. It's it's all so convoluted and I'm just like... And then there's <laughs> the last night. Why do I remember a trailer for this movie and something something Earth is being destroyed by natural disasters? Something something? But that might have been another movie. Uh, if it has to do with the Knights of the Round Table, that's the last night. I don't remember there being a trailer for a, tra- a Transformers movie that involved, like, earthly destruction. There was, there was, like, a little bit of earthly destruction because of, like, those spikes coming out of the Earth. I that's don't remember Unicron. what those were. That's Unicron. Okay, yeah. Is yeah. Earth Unicron in this film? In the, yes. In the Earth okay. is Unicron in this film. Okay. They stole that from Transformers Prime. Ugh. Wait, wait, when did this movie come out? When did this movie 2014? come out? 2014. Hold on. Transformers Prime ended in 2013. Huh! So they did steal it from Transformers Prime! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, uh, Quintessa is played by Gemma Chan, by the way, who is very pretty. But I don't know if she ever got a reprised role as Quintessa, and I was like, okay, that sucks. She wasn't Crazy Rich Asians anyway, so she had a better, better deal. Also, but, uh, uh, yeah. I do want to say that I'm very angry about what they did to Hound because um, I feel like they switched up the character Cup and the character Hound. Because <laughs> Hound, like, because Hound is like, um, at least from what I remember in the Generation 1 uh, cartoon, he's very, like, peaceful and he likes Earth. He's, uh, a, he's, like, very, he's a hippie! He, like, yeah, um, he and, uh, what was his name? Seacomb? He and Seacomb are friends. Uh, they're hippies. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like they could have, like, named that character Cup, and it would have been fine, because that's, like, uh, I, I, like, Cup is more, like, guns, uh, but he's also very, uh, Back in he's my like, day, he's like a grandpa, like, but he's violent. I think yeah. like the other thing is that like Hound is always seen like smoking a cigar, and I'm like, that's Cup's thing. That's like, Cup. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly. Thing. Like Cup Cigars? is always like smoke. Yeah, cigar. I love that. I love that. I so love much. it so much. What would they even be smoking? Like, I... what would a Cybertronian even smoke? Wait. Maybe it's more like a chewing thing. You know how like. Some like you know how like some people with like mental disorders like whenever like they like to chew on pencils and stuff. I kind of imagine maybe it's kind of like that, or like they chew on it. It's kind of like uh, what are they? It's, what is it called? Like tobacco gum or chewing tobacco? It's kind of like that. Chewing tobacco. Compact. Yeah, it's kind of like that except compact, and maybe it just you know 
got like the nicotine and stuff, but like I imagine it's more like they chew on it because it's like a stress reliever a little bit. And I don't actually smoke it. That's kind of how I always saw it. Could be just like a way to get something in ventilation system though as well. Yeah, I, but yeah, I don't really inhaling. have like a okay. But here's the thing about when you smoke, it goes it goes into the ventilation system. It goes into like your lungs, and then it gets like passed throughout the body through by via like your blood cells. Transformers don't have blood cells. They also don't have muscles to pass like the blood cells will pass it to like the muscles, the brain, their other. Okay, organs. but Transformers are not organic people, so it just works. Yeah, I know that's what I'm pointing out. Like they can't really smoke things and have the effects of it. Because I mean, we don't know about enough about Transformers, like, yeah, like, no one actually, like, um, in a lot of the um Transformers continuities, uh, people don't really delve too much into the biology, like, we get like a little bit, like, little hints of it, but we don't know exactly how their biology works. Okay, yeah, good point. That that this is just yeah. my theory, and that they can't really smoke because they don't have the bloodstream for it. And but that's just me. That's my theory. I also don't pay attention to half my theories half the time. <laughs> do that. I do whatever the hell I want. Canon is a canvas, and everything else. And I'm the artist, and I'm going to mess it up. But <laughs> that is just me. I like to believe that Saigar are just like a chewing thing. It's like chewing tobacco, except come on. It's like a. Uh... Jewelry, like the chew, like the yeah, jewelry, jewelry that's like, chewy. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah, it's like those edible bracelets and necklaces you can find. Cup autistic, new head yeah. cannon. Yes, now he is. Anyway, he's autistic now. Okay, continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else for AOE? Any last points before we head into it? Okay, I never saw the movie. Never going to. <laughs> um, it like. I do have opinions, like, they also had to get, um, they also had to get, like, the Chinese government involved, um, which I, uh, will say, I think they, like, okay, I don't know how to say this. <sighs> they definitely did it to appeal to the Chinese, um, viewership. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, um, because I think they, uh, I think the other movies didn't have, like, high viewership in China, and they were like, okay, if we involve China, then we can get more viewership there. Do you think China well, actually, no, it kind was... of hate it, though? Like, uh, I am being very bored in the last night, at least. Well, TLK just was shit in general, but uh, usually the reason why, like, it did so well globally was because China loved it. And that's why they involved, like, um, actual, like, Chinese um, settings in the... Th- fourth film just to like uh pander to them to be like we know that you guys okay. really like these it was like films Hong Kong, so we're right? gonna, yeah yeah and am i remembering right or was joshua's like assistant like uh she never really talked but then uh she had like a scene where she's like oh yeah like, she's like arts master yeah. like yeah okay that was a thing <laughs> yeah like, oh, this quiet Asian lady. <gasps> She's a martial arts master. Ooh. Uh, I, don't, I don't like that. That, again, frankly, 
there's I okay that makes me remember like a Tumblr post where it's just like what happens if that happened in like reverse or some just random Chinese dude that just goes to Finland and like what do y'all know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, no. I have seen this Tumblr post where it's just like y'all see those movies where it's like some white dude goes to Asia and beats the martial arts master and yada yada yada. So I was like, what happened if that kind of happened in reverse though? Like some like Chinese dude, I don't remember if it was like specifically him being good at martial arts or not. Goes to Finland. Hold on, I have to like find this post. I will, I I have to because I remember it. I remember it vividly. Um. Oh come on. Just let me open up my own blog. Come on. I hate the way Tumblr does this now. Yeah. Screw I think Tumblr. we should um move on to TLK though, and you can show us after the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're on to the fifth film, 2017. This is when the last night came out, and the last night was the one that bombed the most. But you know, we have uh, Anthony Hopkins as one of the characters. Cool. But we are introduced to the Knights of Cybertron, and the Knights of Cybertron came to Earth. A long time ago to get away from Quintessa because Quintessa is manipulative. And they were trying to protect the planet. And they also tra- all transform, combine into a gigantic dragon, which is super cool. But they uh, cool. interacted with the humans uh, during the time of the, uh, like, I think it's medieval. Or the Dark Ages. It's when uh, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table was a thing because they interacted with them. Uh, this also introduces Merlin and Merlin's um lineage who is also played by the same dude who played the ksi guy uh, in the previous movie which is honestly really funny they're not related whatsoever um anyway merlin comes over they do that stuff oh my gosh uh oh yeah this is like a few years after age of extinction so there's like some places that uh in the u.s at least where the transformers are like hiding in this case, uh, Drift, Hound, and Bumblebee, and Crosshairs are all on like a re- in a reservation junkyard area, so they're like out of U.S. territory technically, and they've been chilling there for a while. And there's baby Dinobots running around, Aww. which I don't know where they came from, but they're really really cute. Where where would they even come from? I have no idea. Who knows? I don't know. Like, didn't the Dinobots show up in the last movie? Like, maybe they came from them. I don't know. Yeah, like, the, uh, Grimlock is is there. Like, Grimlock is there, I remember. Yeah. Um, he's in the junkyard. Yeah, Cade's also in the junkyard area, so he's been hiding out there. He can't interact with his daughter anymore because he's wanted by the government and shit like that, so he's a fugitive. Um, this also introduces, like, uh, this one Transformers character who gets iced a bit pretty early on, but Canopy. Canopy is really, really nice. And we get introduced to this Latina uh, girl named Isabella. Uh, who it befriends like all the these transformers like Canopy and um this I think his name is Squeaks. Um but he's a little blue dude with big eyes and he's really oh cute. God. Is he um, actually cute or is it kinda of like a disturbing cute? Hold on, it's I'm like looking at It's like a disturbing him up. cute, I think, but it's not the worst. He's not the worst design thing, I think. He looks like a Okay. Could be worse. Yeah. Could be worse. Like, um oh, yeah, so she's okay. sidelined though pretty early on. Cade, um Optimus gets like abducted by Quintessa and he becomes Nemesis Prime because she brainwashes him so his eyes turn purple. And he comes back to Earth and starts wreaking havoc as Nemesis Prime. Um oh my god, I actually don't remember too much of the details because I haven't like written the papers rewrite for it. Uh I just remember Seglas Nitonde, which is the night thing. Because Optimus is supposed to technically be the night last night. 
um and they're all supposed to like defeat quintessa when she eventually comes to the planet to try and destroy it or awaken unicron and shit like that um wow. yeah optimus beats up bumblebee for a bit as nemesis prime and then bumblebee miraculously speaks somehow and somehow. breaks optimus out of his nemesis prime like brainwashing and so now he's a good guy again <laughs> but, impressive yeah. it's the uh, power of if I remember correctly, the, the film ends with Cade, I think, being able to return to his family. And then also, Quintessa is now on the planet, but she is disguised as a human. And That's then they never made another one. Yeah, thank God. Anyway. That's it. That's that's all I remember about Don't the last return night. Return to Cybertron, I think? I'm looking, yeah. No. So Cybertron technically came to them because Quintessa was, like, piloting it and shit. Like, it was just a big giant ship, but they had to, like, push it away to keep it from colliding and all that. And uh, Optimus is like, actually, Earth is my home now and not Cybertron, so now he just lives on Earth. Finally, he can freaking retire. Yep. <laughs> Finally! Dad, sorry! Mm -hmm, you're fine. Also, I don't know, what, do you have uh, more details, by the way? I've never seen the movie. At least Yoali, because Yoali, I know rewatched it recently um i do remember a few things um rodimus yes french rodimus, <laughs> rodimus is super <laughs> bad in the movie i remember me seeing a video and it's like a joke or like it's rodimus french. my favorite song ah yes yeah, it's french rodimus oh god it's french hot rod i hate it i hate it like okay so in the movie he's not rodimus oh, he's hot like rod yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I call him Rodimus because they're like the same character, pretty much. Yeah, um, I I usually call Rodimus Roddy, um, because I like calling Transformers nicknames. Um, Oppie. 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 <laughs> but yeah, like, it's so funny that they made Rod. Like, they they didn't even make him French. He just likes the accent, so he does it. It's so fucking. Funny. Ha ha! Oh, yeah. ha ha! We have a uh, Cogsworth <laughs> as well. Cogsworth, who was like the really, really unhinged butler of Anthony Hopkins. I thought you said Cogsworth, and I was like the the, the guy from Fallout Four. No, Cogsworth. no, you said Cogsworth, and I yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just like they're tech. Well, technically, they're both robots, so yeah, they are both butlers as well. But uh, yeah, the whole line. What the fuck? The whole plotline with anthony hopkins was the witwickens and it like shows that um this one lady is the last of the witwickens which implies that sam was killed off at some point and i don't know where when or why he died but he is dead now gbh nobody likes sam hopefully he just died because he died and the universe hated him i don't like sam i'm sorry sam had potential but uh yeah, I liked Sam because he had potential, but that was it. <laughs> yeah. If he wasn't obnoxiously straight, he would have been better. It also anyway. like um, it also pisses me off that Isabella is just like, she like yeah. appears and then and then, she, and then she's like, she's gone. basically a non-character. She's yeah. just there to be like she's a daughter figure. She she's just there to be a daughter figure to Cade. That's it. Yeah. And actually, this is something that I saw um, a behind-the-scenes video uh, of Kate. Of uh, who plays Cade? 
I, I never no, who Jager. plays Cade? Like the actor, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Okay, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. I can never remember his name. Um, and the actress to Isabella is also named Isabella. Um, but anyways, uh, there's a an interview uh, of Mark Wahlberg uh, and Isabella and like another actor I don't remember, uh, and I don't remember what they asked. But Mark Wahlberg makes the comment that Isabella is not allowed to date um, because uh, he's like, "Are you dating someone?" And he and he says that he like got aggressive. Like, if, if anyone like remembers this interview, like send send it to me because I remember this so vividly. He like gets he says like, "Oh, she's not allowed to date while uh, we're filming this movie um, because I'm like not I'm now like her father figure." And like, it's so stupid. Like, you are not this girl's father. And even if you were, you have no right. You have like no say in who she if she starts dating or not. That's, like, it's so that's creepy. So Hearing about this it's makes so me like creepy. Why does every why is everyone on the Baver set either like sexualized or just a creep? That's what happens. Anyway, thank it's, God they don't make another one of these. Thank God. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Hasbro has learned their lesson. Don't ever hire Michael Bay for a movie ever again. I'm so excited for Rise of the Beasts. Rise of the I Beasts is coming it. out in to. June 9th, 2023, by the way. Mark that down in your calendars. Holy shit, June oh 9th. Oh my god. I'm actually really excited because... Um... Is it good? Does it look good? I've not seen anything about it. I've literally been avoiding it. Like trailer well, everything. They haven't revealed any trailers because the yeah, production have... has been pushed back until 2023. Oh. So yeah, there's still there's oh, like 2023, not 2022. I was like not oh. 2022. Oh, it's yeah, it's next year. Yeah. Um, like there hasn't been I, like I play sad violin for the fact that we're not getting Rise of the Beast this year. That's the <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I'm, I'm like, oh man, I want to see. I, I haven't watched uh, Beast Wars, and Never I know watched. that I should. I know I that I should because I everyone keeps that. telling me that I should. Uh, yeah. But I just like, oh man, I, I just haven't had like. It's not that I don't have the time. I just need to find Energy. the right. I yeah, uh -huh. like it's hard for me to start uh, to watch like, like new things. I have a feeling you're like me and that you don't like to start like new shows and stuff or like you like me. I struggle to watch things like I have to have someone watch it with me because I, otherwise I find it boring or it becomes background noise. It becomes like a task in my brain that doesn't give me dopamine. So I don't do it. Yeah, like the thing with me is that like I like to put things on in the background uh, uh, to while I draw or like do homework and stuff. And uh, that means I rewatch a lot of things that I already watched. So um, sometimes I'll just uh, put in the background The Nanny or Asamanga Dayo or um, Lucky Star. I'll just put that on in the background while I work um, because I've already watched it. I don't know what's going on, so I don't need to pay attention to it. Um, and then if I, if I watch something new, I can't do anything else. Or else I will not be able to get what is going on. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. 
for me, it's just, I watch a lot of YouTube, and, like, I forget. I forget, because YouTube controls me. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Susan Wojak, or whatever the hell her name is. Wojiki. Wojiki. That literally sounds a lot like Wojak, okay? Witwicky. <laughs> oh, okay. This reminds me of something. Okay, so, um, I started university, uh, four years ago. I graduate this year. Uh, nice. It's great. Um, but uh, Hello, when <laughs> the, fir the first day uh, that my grandma drove me to university, um, I passed by this high school. And this high school had like um, uh, quotes on like some of, the, some of the walls surrounding the school. And one of the quotes was um, the quote that that Sam's grandfather says in the movie. It's um, with with no sacrifice, there is no glory. Something like that. What was it? No sacrifice, no victory. Essentially, like that. Yeah, no, like, no sacrifice, like no victory. Yeah, no sacrifice, no victory. And like it's, it was on that wall for the longest time. And I actually took a picture of it. I will find it and I will post it on the Twitter. That reminds um, me of when people quote Joshua Graham as like this inspirational quote when like in actual reality, the fire within him is literally his love for God and then the fire around him is actual fire because he's burning alive as he's being thrown into the Grand Canyon. But that's just me. <laughs> like it just reminds uh, me of that. <laughs> but yeah, like it, it was actually painted over recently because... Uh, um, my gr uh, I had to go to the, my university uh, for some documents, and we passed by the high school, and it wasn't there anymore. Like, like it's in Spanish. It's um, sin sacrificio, uh, no hay victoria, uh, no sacrifice, no victory. And the name with wiki was misspelled. It was with wiki. With wiki. With wiki. With wiki. <laughs> With with e with either wide. <laughs> yeah, it was uh painted and like uh this uh it wasn't it, it was painted on like this uh sans serif font uh and it was like sin sacrificio no hay victoria and the first time that I saw it I was like wait a minute wait a minute I know this. wait a minute wait a minute oh my god and then the next and then the next day i was like okay i have to take a picture of it but my grandma was moving too fast <laughs> oh, oh uh my cousin actually goes to that high school and she graduates this year too um and like i tried to like i i, I asked her to take a picture of it for me uh and she kept forgetting so uh i finally just like took my camera uh, like my camera that I use for one of my uh, photography classes, and I um, I put it on like the fastest. Oh, God, I don't remember the the term in um, I don't remember the term in English, but like the the shutter, uh, I put it in like in the fastest setting, and then I oh, took a picture speed. and I finally yeah shutter speed. Um, I finally, I finally got a picture of it, and I will like send it in the server, and I will uh, put it on the um, on the Twitter. I, I will crop out some of the stuff because I don't want this school to be like um, identified. Yeah, privacy, privacy stuff. Yeah, yeah. privacy. Like, um, 
Yeah, I don't want people to figure out like where I. Also, I don't want figure to, people to figure out where I live. <laughs> yeah, that's also understood. That's why I said privacy stuff because like you don't want yeah. to know where I live. Like I will say, I live in Mexico, but you're not gonna find out where I live. Mexico's a big country. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, pretty sure that's it. Yeah. Covered yeah, everything, that's... everything I griped about. We don't have much to say about the last night because it was a dumpster fire all around. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not a good movie. Oh, I do want to say one last thing. Um, someone made a comment about Optimus. Uh, it looks like he's wearing a bikini. Yes, he does. It does. It looks like it's just a movie. <laughs> Movie. It's so funny. Like I'm sorry. Every also, time I see like breakdown or shockwave or this version of Optimus with the bikini, my brain immediately blanks. It just goes hee hee booby. <laughs> it's so funny that everyone like thirsts over these like Optimus designs, and I'm just like, this sucks. They like, do whatever. suck. I don't thirst over them. I thirst more over breakdown, honestly. <laughs> but whatever. I like the Bumblebee movie Optimus design now yeah, that... Like yeah that one that one was so good now that like is... I like the designs that. the designs for every single one of the of the characters that appear in like the first scene they're mwah, immaculate they're so good yes. yes i love i love the i love the star scream i love the, like yes your star scream only shows up for like two seconds but like he's beautiful he looks like a star scream also this is um I don't know that, well, this probably won't piss off people, but, uh, yeah, uh, Optimus's, um, flame decals are stupid, and they should go away. That's yes. what I want to say. Make yeah, they look kind of tacky. They're Make so fucking tacky. Make him 80s truck again. Make him the 80s truck again. Then you can't have the flame decals. He does not deserve flame decals. Those not are for Hot Rod. Those are for, for Hot, Hot Rod. Rod is the one that yeah, Hot Rod is the one that should be having flame decals because he he is tacky. He deserves to be tacky. I love yeah. him so much. Yeah. Like yes. this isn't this isn't me like say like, this isn't me like oh uh, I don't like him. He's tacky. No, I love him. He's tacky, also, and that's why I love him. We should probably wrap this up because it's almost been like two hours. Yeah, this isn't oh, going yeah. to be our longest podcast. And it's still- It's gonna be the longest episode! Yes, because we bitched about Babers, and also, I think all of us here are ADHD, and this train of thought derails constantly. Mine does. Oh, damn, well... Lucky, your train of thought doesn't derail constantly. I just have autism, anyway. Oh, move! Yeah, me too. But, but, uh, yeah, we should probably wrap this up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let's wrap um... this up! So thank you for listening to another episode of All Because of a Curly Straw. Um, and I will send it over to Kage to do the, <laughs> the outro because I keep messing up. Uh, all right. Thank you for listening to All Because of a Curly Straw. You can follow our social medias, A-V-O-A-C-S underscore pod on Twitter.com. Or you can follow All Because of a Curly Straw on tumblr as well if you have any questions or comments that you want to send us just send it over to our twitter and our tumblr uh we also have an email as well that's probably going to be listed in the fucking twitter which would honestly make more sense i am your co-host kage bros oh it's me should i also give off my social medias (laughs) because i've never been on here before
Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll okay, also yeah, put sorry. it in the I'll also put it in the uh episode description. Okay, cool. Uh I am Messy. Uh you can find me on um on Tumblr at Messy Space Spades or Messy Pony Essie. That's P-O-N-I-E-S-S-I. Uh pretty much you can find me there and Instagram under the same username Messy Pony Essie and Twitter under Messy Pony Essie. I like the username Messy Pony Essie if you can't tell. But uh yes, it's been an absolute Joy, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, is there anything else that we want to plug? I would plug my um, Bayverse rewrite. If you guys want to read um, a better version of the Bayverse films that takes uh, stuff from it, you should read my uh, my Bayverse rewrite, You Are My Knight, which I'm currently um, editing to make it not as cringe, but you know. Honestly, nothing is cringe anymore. Cringe culture is dead. <laughs> cringe culture is dead. We deserve to have fun. <laughs> yes, I'm going to ship myself with Knockout because no one can stop me. <laughs> and I am going to ship myself with RC because I love her so much. The hot lady. RC, she, de- uh, okay. she deserves all the wives. Um, okay, I'm done. RC, my beloved. <laughs> me out here self-shipping with Optimus. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that is so valid. He's dead. He's dead, are, but also when you are well. into dilfs. Tee. Anyway, I think that's yeah, all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks yes, for listening. Got on a little tangent now. Bye. Ho.